no idea. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, I, I, I want to really ask you about, um, obviously, we're going to be talking about your career and how you got into it. Um, but first of all, I really want to ask you about your, your background first, um, kind of um, what your parents were like, um, what background they were, and just how growing up was for yourself. Um, yeah, yeah, so, uh, my mum and dad uh, are quite, uh, quite strict, I guess, um, quite focused on, I've, I've got a younger sister, and it, um, we were, you know, we were definitely focused on education and doing well. Uh, my mum had worked, her one and only job was actually working for the bank and she'd been there from I think 15 years old uh, and only is recently retired really um, but she's like 40 something years there okay. something crazy like that so you um, really whereas my dad um, was in and out of so, uh... yeah yeah so she was probably the stable income coming in um, but my, but my dad was was in and out of employment really. He he was a fabricator welder by trade. Uh, got made redundant several times, but I guess a quite uh, poignant position um, time when like once when my mum was pregnant with me, and then one when she was due to go back to work after my sister. Um, I've always seen it as one of the stable income focus. Um, but through actually, sorry, um, just, just give, me, give me one second. My sorry. dad went into. Yeah, so I guess I probably learned that um, you know, working for a, a, a good company or whatever is perceived to be that, where you've got a steady, regular income, was was definitely a safer route. Um, and through no fault of his own, you know, my, my dad's employment just got uh, disrupted due to the economy and the time and, you know, affecting him with redundancy. Yeah. But that being said, my dad had lots of different jobs since then um, and has always kind of um, provided as well. And they're, oh, they're married for the 40 four years, I think it'll be this year. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and, and now enjoying their retirement together. All right. Um, do you mind if I ask um, what ethnicity you are? Um, what, what country you, your family comes from? Yeah, so it, it, we're, we're Jamaican. Uh, my mum is from is, is from Jamaican descent for first generation. She was born here. Um, but my dad came over when he was just uh, about five. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, that's crazy. You actually have like the same background as me, basically. My mother was born here. My dad came over when he was twelve, around about as well. So uh, that's crazy. Yeah. All right. So, so, yeah. so, uh, um, so from growing up, you obviously said that um, education was a, a huge part of of you growing up with you and your family. Um, your family are very education orientated. So I'm guessing that that's really what pushed you in life to go towards university, right? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like we were, you know, I didn't go to grammar school. I wasn't pushed in that way, but I was, it, you know, there was an expectation that you tried your hardest and you did well. And they uh, they really tried to explain to 
uh, participant either, having a good education and getting the qualifications and the piece of paper to open doors to you. Yeah. And I guess from my dad's experience, and my mum's, you know, maybe she could have done more, maybe she could have been something different, but because they didn't have the qualifications and then couldn't really afford to retrain, yeah, uh, you know, it, it, it kind of was a bit of a blocker, I guess. Um, so they were quite keen for us to get um, a good, sound education with qualifications so that that would never really happen to us. Okay. Um, so the university thing, yeah, because we both um, did GCSE, did A-level, stayed on at sixth form at the same school that we were at. Um, actually, my sister went to college, but I stayed on at sixth form. Um, I luckily got into my university of choice at 18, and although I probably was a bit like, I'm quite happy to have a year out or to basically dot around and whatever. My mum and dad yeah. were very thermal no no you are going <laughs> you are going and, and that's what I did really um and so I was the first member of our family on both on both sides to have achieved that um I've got I think I've got my, there is some cousins on my dad's side that had done my open university or did it part-time and remote but I was the first one to kind of have that full university experience yeah so to be 18 years old go straight into university and go yeah. from there yeah 100 percent. i think yeah. there's a huge difference between the actual university experience because um going towards university it's not obviously you're, you're learning the course that you're going there for but you're also networking while you're going there literally just by living life you're, you're talking to the people in your classrooms you're obviously um your dorm mates or anything like that it's a complete different experience yeah you're absolutely I think mixing with different people, different walks of life, different, um, yeah, that, that does open your eyes and make such a difference. Um, I mean, I, I went to university, it was like late 90s, I, went, I was 1998, I started university and, and, you know, I am aware that it costs a lot more nowadays and yeah. um, I think I was the first year that had tuition fees um oh wow so and, it used to be and, free before that and then you were the first year yeah. tuition fees yeah that's unlucky so that was when they <laughs> yeah that's how old i am <laughs> but um that yeah so that you know that was that was a huge thing and um i did a four-year course but the first year i could still get a grant um and then the second you know the, my second to fourth year it was then obviously student loans yeah so um yeah, yeah I, I, certainly I, I know it is a lot more expensive, but that was the sacrifice that my family were uh, happy to do for me. And um, yeah, I really appreciate it. Okay, that's, that's, that's really good. I mean, at the end of the day, your family put you on a course for university for a reason to get your education. Um, you, you studied marketing, right? Yeah, I did retail marketing, uh, which was, four-year course at Manchester Metropolitan University um, it, and it had two routes really it's like retail and all aspects of retail trading volume supply chain yeah, management operations but there was also the other aspects of it where you could maybe specialize more in marketing um, and that's 
what appealed to me more, really, from that course. But it was good to get a very good broad brand, um, broad route learning, um, and also, um, you know, the really, it doesn't matter if it was a retail or anything else. It's general business. Yeah. Well, you know what? Um, showing that you went to university and obviously it was such a huge part of your life, I, I kind of want to ask you about it a little bit more because. Um, my generation especially, uh, there's quite a few people that are that go to university, but they don't really have a reason to be going, as in they don't have any aims or aspirations in the course they study, or some people literally study subjects that have um, nothing to, no, nothing that they can become. Like some people study history of arts and things like that. And lots of people are already criticizing that these days. Um, some people are saying that you shouldn't go to university if you don't have a reason to be going. Some people are saying that a university isn't as necessary as it was um, when you first went. Um, do you still think that university holds a place for people my age? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I would, I would strongly disagree with that. I think that there is, if, you, if you're not too sure about what you want to do yeah. or indeed your your ideas and your career changes and you decide you want to do something else, I don't, I don't think that really matters. But I think employers still look for that piece of paper. And definitely, I think it they is, definitely do. It's, it's still a hierarchical uh, country that we live in. Um, everything is based on a class system and the educational system in my mind is no different and I've no doubt that if I was put up against a candidate that didn't have the piece of paper versus one that was, you know, me having it, I think it's a a definite advantage there is it's also, you know, a good experience in terms of you learn and you grow and uh, maybe a bit more maturity. That's not to say that other routes wouldn't give you that. 100%. But I think, but, but I, university I, I is think, a certain route that can give you certain advantages. Um, that, that piece yeah, of paper I, alone, just seeing that on someone's CV, gives them a boost in certain aspects. Yeah, and I think that you've took a bit of a shortcut, and it's universally recognised as giving you that, you know, that time to develop mature etc but um yeah i do i do think it's harder i mean when i graduated i went straight into work you know i wasn't going traveling the world or anything like that so yeah. the gap year it was straight into right mom dad will literally like right now you need to start <laughs> just start uh, away. Board. yeah and, and get on with it um which is, which, you know, which is fine, that's what I did. Uh, but it was Cap 22 to do something that I wanted to do. I needed experience, but no one was going to give me experience. Yeah. Anyway, I ended up taking a few, like, short contracts, six months, nine months, 18 month contracts, just to build up some marketing experience, uh, which then, you know, I think probably, probably about three years after I graduated, that's when I got my first proper full-time job in marketing um but in doing that those jobs that i was going for be it through agencies um applying direct and whatever i was being uh put up against people that had just done a gmbq or a b tech or 
just had the experience but not the qualification. Yeah. And I do think that that gave me the advantage. And there was this thing also, even when I was going for just um, admin jobs, you know, working in the call centre or whatever, it, it, the employer seemed to just prefer the people that um, that had gone to university, which is so discriminatory, but it, it is what it is. And like you say, it's... Um, we, we live in a, a class society, a hierarchical society, which is Great Britain. And, you know, I, I, it's going to be a seismic change for that to change. So yeah. if you can do stuff that gives you your best possible advantage, why would you not? Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I, I mean, even though it is really a form of, di- of discriminating, it, it's not really a bad thing because for employers, it's it's kind of proof that this person holds the knowledge. Whereas if the person yeah. doesn't have the piece of paper, um, you don't know that they don't have the knowledge. But even even then, with experience, I mean, there's a whole thing of which one's more important, the experience or the actual degree. Um, but in certain workplaces, it's probably different. Some places probably prefer experience or some places probably ex- and prefer the piece of paper. Um, but t- talking of which, um, obviously, when you graduated, you said that you went straight into work. Um you're mm-hmm. working for agencies, call centers. Uh, how was that transition? Because I'm, I'm guessing that during university, you might have had like a little side jobs or anything like that, but working full-time, how did it go from going to university and studying full-time to working full-time? Um, I didn't, because like my parents have always worked. Um, I didn't, I guess I didn't find that much of a change. My part-time job during university, because I did always have to take a job, yeah. um, was, was in retail. So I guess what I kind of liked about it was that I got my weekends back. Okay. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I didn't really have a problem with that, working, working nine to five or whatever, Monday to Friday, or doing shifts. Um, I, and, you know, the reward was that you would then got the full-time pay. Yeah. And not, you know, which just gives you, you know, far more choice and opportunity. Definitely, so definitely. I think having been a skint student for so long, it was quite nice to get like a decent amount of money. And, and when I say <laughs> decent, for someone that's living at home, yeah. you know, that it, it, it doesn't have to be a lot of money, even though, you know. <laughs> yeah, realistically, but, um, if you've even got home, you have a lot less expenses. And it's a, when you first get yeah. that check, it's a, it's a lot different. Uh, so, so obviously, yeah. I'm guessing that when you left university, you didn't have like a big fancy job straight away. But um, h- how was it when you got that first paycheck then compared to the normal ones that you got? Because normally people, they're, they're only working weekends or a couple hours in the week. But when you're working the full 40 hours in a week, there's a difference in how much you get paid. So w- were you actually more excited when you actually got paid for full time of work? Oh, oh yeah. I think I'd already spent it before I even got it. To be <laughs> yeah. <so bad. laughs> It was going on so many other things. Uh, yeah, uh, just basically going out and having a good time, probably. But um, yeah, oh, that I really wanted that and appreciated that, really. Um, and, uh, and I guess, you know, not only my mum and dad, I had a mix of friends. You know, some of my closest friends didn't go to university yeah. and worked. So I was wanting to kind of keep up with them as well, so to you know, go out, buy whatever I wanted to buy, clothes or whatever, um, in the in the same way. So to be able to achieve that uh, on a paid salary, not a student part time income, uh, was 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 fun. You know, far from 
just so much fun yeah yeah definitely it makes a lot of sense um so how did you transition from actually going from the, from those um beginning jobs to developing the actual career yeah so i came out probably thinking far more of myself than i maybe should but just i was quite keen to get to, to work in marketing that's what i decided after going through the to completing my degree. Uh, I wanted to focus on that. And um, like I said, it was kind of catch-22. All the jobs that I was applying for were asking for some marketing experience. I didn't have enough marketing experience to really get them. Yeah. So the things that were open to me or what I managed to find was I did about two or three six-term contracts in, in marketing in completely different sectors, charities, educational uh, associations, you know, really random stuff. But um, just to say that I've worked in marketing, that I'm kind of familiar with some of the things that uh, marketers are doing. Yeah. Um, and then as a result of that, I always kept applying for jobs, um, never stopped, never have stopped. Um, and so I, yeah, I, I managed to get a break and applied for a job. Uh, where it was like, yeah, it's a permanent role in marketing. Okay. I, I think it's really good that you even got into marketing in the first place because I, I was I was kind of just looking up um, the facts around university not too long ago and I, I found out that around about 70% of people never even used a degree in the field that they actually study. So that shows that you're one of the people that you actually got your degree and you actually managed to still get into the field, which is a huge accomplishment in my in my eyes. Yeah, I think I'm rare. I, I, I mean, in my, I'm 40, and in my years, I've not, I, there isn't many people that I know that have done exactly what they did at university. Yeah. Um, and and I think it's just a bit of a fluke, to be honest, in terms <laughs> of me. Um, but yeah, I, I yeah, I, I, I love retail, love marketing, um, and I've just gone with it. So. Yeah, it, and luckily I've made a success out of it. Yeah, that's really good though. And even though you say it's a fluke, I, I think everyone needs a bit of luck in their life to actually advance forward. So you, even with with luck, you can't really discount it. It's, it's still really good that you got there. Um, yeah. So um, with your marketing roles, um, how did that actually work for you? Um, what, what were the difficulties? What were the things that you enjoyed? Um, what, what was the role actually like? They've all been really varied. What I, I think like anyone would say, if you do something that you enjoy, it doesn't really feel like work. Yeah. And what I found is that that probably, that probably explains about 70 to 80% of the job. If you can find 70 to 80% of it that you really enjoy, it makes it so much easier. Um, and then, you know, there's still the admin, there's still... The, the things that you wouldn't want to do in anything, um, but it makes that a much easier thing to swallow when it stacks up on the aspects of the role that you enjoy. Um, I I personally like marketing because it's always changing. It's usually the first because it's a it's a planning function really. You're planning ahead to promote or to sell something to someone, um, and to do that you need to get in front on the front foot. So in an organisation, that becomes quite handy because you actually hear about stuff a lot earlier than maybe the, everyone else. 
Um, I like that it's very creative. It doesn't, you know, it's, it's so varied. One day you could be doing a photo shoot. The next day you could be presenting at a meeting. The next day you could be doing a, you know, writing a research report. So I think the fact it's varied um, really helps. And I've travelled quite a bit. So although pre-COVID, you'd say it was probably an office-based role, a lot of it, quite often you have to be out of the office and travelling around a bit in marketing. And I, um, I like that. I don't think I could sit there every day. Yeah, you know, in the same place. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a good balance, really. I don't want to be on the road all the time. Yeah, but I don't want to be at my desk all the time either. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely um, lots of people. um, Me especially as well. um, I I like switching up a lot. I can't be doing the exact same thing over and over again. And when you're sitting at a desk twenty four seven, that's what it feels like you're doing. It feels like you're in a routine. Like you wake up, you go back to work, and you go sleep and. Uh, me personally, yeah. I can't be doing that every single day. It's, it, it feels like you're wasting your life. Uh, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yes. Yeah, so, so um, yeah. when you were doing that, obviously, I'm guessing there were um, a lot of challenges um, with balancing a career like marketing um, with your social life. Um, was there any times that you had to make important career decisions with that? Yeah, yeah, several times, really. Um, and you... you uh, yeah, like I've missed my best friend's hang party, you know, because I was opening a store um, miles away and I only reached at the end. Uh, I, you know, I've missed, yeah, loads of different events like that. Days out of, I went to Glastonbury, missed days out of Glastonbury, yeah. you know, <laughs> because, again, I was opening a store and didn't store marketing and um, for another business. Um, yeah, I missed countless social uh, occasions and 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 you know more recently I guess I've missed things with my daughter um, you know assemblies or plays and whatever yeah. due to work really because it's been a crucial meeting or because I've been out of the country travelling um, which has you know nothing I can get around really yeah I mean I think there's some points where your career has to come first because um, even when you say that um, sometimes you, you've missed your daughter's assembly and things like that, but realistically, your career that you're doing, it's, it's partially for her as well. Um, so I think it's really a good thing that you can sacrifice certain moments just to build something for them. Um, when you've actually been doing this career, um, obviously there came a point where you actually started your own business, right? Um, so so um, yeah. how, how was the transition from actually working in a marketing company to start and get a marketing company? Yeah, it's, it's really, it's really different. Um, I, I've been fortunate to be in employment ever since I graduated. Yeah. Um, and that, yes, that's a long time ago. And, um, this, you know, I had a break last year and then I've started up my own business in marketing consulting. And, um, it's a bit, it's scary. I'm, I've been used to, having a regular income coming. I've always moaned about, of course, wanting more money, you know, like yeah. everyone else does. But um, nonetheless, it was a regular money that was paying mortgage, you know, rent, uh, all my monthly, my phone, Netflix, whatever, all my monthly outgoings. Yeah. And now it's quite scary from that point of view, um, having to just manage a, bu- a budget, but also not know where the next 
paycheck, so to speak, is coming. Yeah. Uh, so from, was it a, a real uh, leap of faith to take that? Because from going to working and having that steady income to actually taking, to going to an unstable income realistically, um, was it, that, that was obviously a huge change. So was there a huge leap you had to take? Or did you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I'm still, I'm, <laughs> I probably am still doing that because um, I think the, the biggest thing you need is a, a huge amount of self-belief and confidence um, to know that that's all right and it's going to come and, and so on. And I um, naturally, um, probably a bit of a self-doubter, though I've achieved quite a lot. And, um, you know, therefore, I don't necessarily always believe that it's going to be around the corner or actually that what I've got is great. Um, so I'm trying to spend a lot of time recently in terms of just trying to remember that, be grateful for it and actually take a moment to see what I've achieved because I talk about stuff and it's just normal and it's not normal. Not everyone's able to do this or not everyone's fortunate enough to be able to do this. So. Um, I'm trying to be far more thankful for that. Yeah, because you obviously you've had that opportunity, so you need to actually make sure you actually do take it. Yeah, I always thought um, I wasn't a salesperson, you know, and I've always, because sales and marketing can sometimes be classed as the same thing and work, yeah. work so closely. Quite often, you know, it's... It, and I know quite a few people that have, you know, moved from a marketing role into a sales role and so on. Um, and I always thought, oh, that's not for me. I don't think I can sell it like that. And now when you're running your own business, you have to do everything. So, mm. you know, I don't have that excuse anymore. Yeah. Or, you know, I'm not finance. I can't do that. Or when it's your own business, you've got to do a bit of everything. Yeah, so you have to become a lot more is. flexible with, with what you want to do, basically. Yeah, yeah. But I do think that, what marketing has given me is a really good understanding of consumer behavior and how, you know, the trends and insight into that. So I always think as a good marketeer, I can put my feet into any shoes, into any person's shoes, and I could have a very good understanding of how to attract them or what would turn them off or, you know, and, and that's what I'm trying to keep in mind when I'm, doing these other roles and uh, certainly trying to sell my business as well as uh, promote and um, complete the work that I'm doing for my customers. Okay. Well, um, when it comes to your business, obviously you're a marketing consultant. Um, do you mind actually telling people a bit more about what it actually involves? Because um, I'm, I'm guessing that some people have no idea what it is. It's just a fancy title to them. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I'm advising, planning, uh, and, and, and proposing various different marketing tactics uh, for, uh, for a wide range of different businesses, really, in terms of different types. So if you think of marketing, really, is the tools uh, or the way in which you kind of promote or sell something. Yeah. Um, the reason why, you know, you see an advert for McDonald's is that McDonald's wants sell more hamburgers yeah. or happy meals or chicken nuggets. So it's the same sort of thing. And the marketing bit is, is manipulating all the tools, the promotional tools, the advertising tools in front of you to deliver that. So, okay. in you know, I, we could do a TV advert and put it on Sky One. You could um, 
promote it on Instagram. You could put it on YouTube uh, using the ad skippables. You could do a radio advert. You could do a newspaper advert. Um, so quite often it's a mix of all those things based on the time that you've got and the budget that you've got okay. that will achieve that uplifting sales or conversion or awareness. So that's essentially what marketing is. And for my customers, I'm advising on the type of plan that we should do to achieve that. Again, based on how much money they've got, how much time they've got, and what would be authentic to their brand. Um, in some of it, I'm also creating it myself. So I'm, you know, I've got a few customers that I've worked with social media for. So I actually create and post their social media content for them. Um, okay. On others, it's just a plan where I'm like, right, I think we should be doing this. Uh, and my customers are really broad. Um, I'm working to, for a few business to businesses um, uh, in print, in marketing services themselves. Um, so I'm trying to get into their minds about what, as a marketeer, as a senior marketing manager, what I would expect or want and help them to shape that proposition. Some of it's um, sports. I work with some sports talent and uh, manage their social media. Um, I work with um, some uh, beauty companies as well. So it's, it's very varied, really. Uh, and I'm fortunate enough that all of it so far has come from words of mouth, from me just being in the industry and people knowing that I'm available at the minute. Okay, so when you were working, you actually made a good... Um a good reputation for yourself. You had that reputation and that reputation has still got you um, business today. Yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm forever grateful for that, but I haven't always, I was really put off with working for the same business forever. Like my mom has. Um, that was, and, and maybe that's why, cause you don't ever want to be what your mom wants you to be. Uh, <laughs> so, um, and, and that was it really. So I've always moved around in jobs i've stayed the maximum i've stayed in a role is five years okay. um I've, you, you know three years four years i usually get itchy feet and i want to move on uh or um i can you know work in different divisions of that business or whatever so yeah i think by doing that you then move around you then work with different stakeholders different suppliers different customers and um, with that, your network just grows and grows. Yeah, that, that's that's really I'm good. Fun. I mean, I think that shows that when you were working for other companies, you were actually a, a good worker because you've managed to build an actual reputation for yourself that still stood up to the point where when you've actually been by yourself, people have still come to you. Yeah, I really, I really try to do a good job, like, I've, I've, that is a hundred percent what matter. I'm not really. You'll you'll see this in the workplace. I'm not a political game player. I'm not about any of that, and I'm, I was never good at that. Which is probably why I thought I, I wouldn't be good at sales. Yeah. Um. I I just want to do a good job that benefits the business, and whatever I'm measured on has an improvement. Because I've worked in senior management positions as well, obviously there's a duty of care that I've got naturally, which is to make sure that my team are motivated and are also bringing out the best of them, out of them, you know. So I'll I'll always push people to 
be like, I think you can do better, or this isn't good enough, let's go again, let's go again. Um, but, um, yeah, I've always just wanted to do, well, a great job, not a good job. Um, that's, and that's it, really. And I think if you do that, then, you know, that counts as something. People still need that. It can't just all be words. You know, that just there still has to be a lot of substance. Um, so yeah, that that's always been my kind of focus. Okay, that, I think that's really good. I think lots of people can take some influence from that. Um, so, so when it came to you working um, in the work environment, I, I, I kind of just want to ask you a bit how it was with being a, a black woman in particular. I mean, I know there's a whole, there's a lot of um, stereotypes of black women. Um, and in the workplace, it can't be easy if you have someone discriminating against you. Uh, I know as um, black women, they're normally seen as um, really opposing to people. So when you disagree with them, they'll straight away take it as you're being argumentative or things like that. Have you have any? Have you had any? Have you had any issues like that at work? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that for me, that came a much later into my career as as a progressive management so that become more of a thing that oh Dara's got a having a moment or she's yeah. going into a bossy phase and whatever you know there was that was kind of the way that was said to me um and yeah there seems to be a problem still with females and black females being assertive or firm in what they're uh, standing for yeah. really or what they're wanting out of a, a meeting or deal or whatever that still seems to be a big problem um, in terms of a, a stereotype a lot I can say certainly for the first few years of my career I was the only black person or the only black female Yeah, uh, and certainly in, in the marketing teams I work I still, I still have worked with predominantly white businesses. So I think they didn't necessarily have that point of reference. Um, but as I've worked, as I've got, like I say, towards the last of my career, I've worked for some really big global businesses. And so um, I guess the representation of people of colour is being a bit better, still a minority. Yeah, but, but as time goes on. It... more... Yeah, a bit more representational. And then as a result of that, that's invariably when you get those kind of comments. In my experience, it's always come from men. Yeah. It's never actually been from uh, women. Yeah. Um, and So do you feel like it's more of a um, being a woman thing rather than being a black woman? I think it's both. You just get it double. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like my, my mum and dad always like, you've got to work. Um, three, three times as hard really because you're not a boy you're a girl and you're black so I, I always had that mindset really and, and maybe that's why I say about just wanting to do a really good job because I've always thought well my work will prove you wrong if whatever you think of me you know what I deliver will prove you wrong but I've certainly felt it where I feel like I don't think I've been considered for promotion when I should have been um, I've certainly had it in meetings where people have uh, talked over me or uh, my decision, my input has been discounted and then 
funnily enough, the ideas and the things that you put as suddenly their ideas, you know, a week later or something, had that a lot. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's going to get any easier on that. Um, but it's, I think you have to continue to do, keep the, let the work do the talking. Yeah, definitely. So, um, if you had to give um, any young black females some advice on how they could progress in um, the corporate world, what would you actually tell them? I'd say stay professional in your mindset and how you talk to people. Um, if I, I wish I was, you know, earlier on in my career, I wish I probably was more well-versed in how to manage that, okay. how to manage conflicts or disagreements and still, uh, you know, and, and be able to move on from that better, i.e. like not taking it so personally. Uh, and if you still being able to influence and get your own way, potentially. So um, that, those would probably be my, my key tips. I feel like you should feel, you know, trust your instinct. Um, if, you, if you don't think it's right for you, move on. Okay. Move on. Yeah. Um, Do and you I know. Mean that in in you yeah, I, I, what I would say is over the years, moving jobs so fast isn't necessarily a bad thing and yeah. it's probably more acceptable uh, than what it was. So I, when I've interviewed like new uh, graduates or whatever or, or people in the first few years of their career, I've seen they've moved on more than what I did, um, after, you know, beyond me doing those contracts. Um, and, I, and I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Um and I think there's a bit about knowing how to put that across in a uh, in the right way. So, you know, being aware of who you're talking to and always being on with that. So if you are having a total time and you want to move on or you're moving on for better pay or whatever, no one really wants to hear that. They want yeah. to hear that you moved on because this is such a great opportunity. And, <laughs> you know, I think this... Like you, you have to play the game to a point, and that, that that's probably what I would take from that. Okay. Does that make sense, or am I just rambling? No, no, that makes complete sense. Um, I, I I've got another question I want to ask you. You kind of answered it anyway, but I I want to see if you got a different answer for it. Um, if you actually had to go, if you could actually go back in time to before you went to university, um, would there be anything that you would kind of do differently? Oh, good question. Yeah, I, my, my parents did the best for me yeah. and um, tried to, in their mind, what, what they, in, with the tools that they had and the knowledge that they had. If I was to go back, I think I would spend far more time trying to research it and be, and make a more informed decision. So I'm not regretting what I've... Yeah, I would still push to go to university. Would they have taken a year out and travelled? Maybe. I yeah. don't know. Um, but I probably would have wanted to be more... have Make a more informed decision about what I was actually doing my degree in. Okay. Um, I think, you know, I've done something that I liked. And luckily for me, that's worked out. 
Um, but I, but you know, I see a bit like the legal profession. I've recently I thought, oh, I probably would have quite enjoyed that. Yeah. You know, and I just didn't know anything about it. Um, so that's why I say, like, I wish I'd probably made a bit more of an informed decision before I went to university. Yeah. Not, oh, I was good at English, so marketing, could, <laughs> you know, business could work. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what a lot of people do when they're in their A-levels, colleges. They just say, okay, I'm good at this subject, so I'm going to be doing this subject because, yeah, I can become this, this and that. But realistically, yeah. you could become something else and enjoy it 10 times more and be making just as much money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I felt like um I went to university to be well, I wanted to be a fashion journalist. Okay. Um but that failed. I, I didn't um I didn't even try that really, but I wanted to get on a certain course in London. I couldn't I, I didn't get on the course. Yeah. I then broadened it out a little bit and was like I want to be a fashion buyer and that's the reason why I took the retail marketing course. Okay. I did a few modules on buying. Um and realised that was not for me because actually it's more about math and I don't want to be doing maths every yeah. day. Uh, so, you know, that's why I say, like, I just wish I was a bit more informed in that. As it so happened, with my degree, I was able to specialise in something else and I've still made a good go out of it. Yeah. But that's probably what I would say. The other thing is, it's not everything. People go to university at later life. People retrain and stuff. Yeah. It isn't everything. I do think a piece of paper, a qualification helps you no end. Um, and, you know, we all want the easiest lives, don't we? We want maximum money and the easiest lives. Yeah, realistically. So, yeah, and doing that bit at the beginning some, somehow makes that, in my opinion, a, a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think probably spending a bit more time to really understand what makes me tick and what I would like to do, um, okay, is probably what I would what I would say. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, well, when it comes to it, then realistically, it's just about people making the right decisions for themselves. Because some people will just make a decision based on what current situation they're in, but you have no idea what situation you can be in in the future, right? Yeah, yeah. It's so difficult, you know, I, there was no time for me or I didn't have the money to be like, yeah, I'm just going to intern with someone yeah. for free. Because like, that's kind of a privilege that you have that if you, if you have that, if you have the opportunity to do yeah. that, then it's fair enough, but not everyone can but do that. But if you don't, no, and my, you know, my mum and dad didn't know anyone that was in fashion, Yeah, you know, or anyway, there was no route for me, so like that's where I feel like if I'd had the time to I could have made more informed decisions and maybe have the money even to be able to be like right you know what I can spend a week interning doing some work experience to even understand if I even like it you know definitely definitely. and and I think like you know work experience yeah 20 years ago was a thing that you did when you were 15 at school, like you, you didn't really intern or do anything else. That was like an American thing, which has slowly come over. I think it's a great thing because you can now see what it's like, get to understand the office environment or the workplace, yeah. the type of challenges that they've got. It's something that you can have in your CV, and you never and it just widens your network when you don't 
necessarily have the experience or qualification to get into that sector. And what I'd like for the, for the people that I had as placement students or done work experience, that the bulk of them have kept in contact, um, you know, and they've reached out to me again, you know, when they've graduated or I'm thinking of this, you know, anyone here or so on. Um, so I think it's all, yeah, my other thing would be to try and build your network, I guess, okay. as much yeah. as you can. Definitely. And, you know, as, as a, what we're doing, being a 15, 16, 17-year-old, get over the embarrassment. Yeah. You know, which is hard. I still have a problem with that. But being able to ask, is, uh, you'd be surprised at how many people go, yeah. True. Yeah, there's people that literally just do it, even like a favour. They'll, they'll do a favour if you ask them. People, yeah. there's some people that would literally just, the ones to help. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I, I still would grapple with that confidence to just put yourself out there and ask, you know, but you'd be surprised. 100%, 100%. Well, for anyone that's listening to this and um, wants to start a business, do, do you have any advice for them as well? Oh, um, yeah, again, ask, speak to your network. Uh, believe in yourself. That that's key. That is really key. Yeah. Um. And then I think just just go for it. Really, I'm looking now and wishing why on earth did I not do this earlier? Yeah. Why did Why did I not? Yeah. Because um, realistically, and, you had to uh, take that leap. But if you'd done that leap yeah. earlier, you could have been in a better position right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't, because I've always been in employment or whatever, I, was, I wasn't necessarily looking to set up on my own, but it yeah. so happens that I have, and it's going from strength to strength, and that's brilliant. I think had I been more aware of it, I would have, you know, thought about stuff, networked, exited uh, employment with that in mind, um, and, and worked a lot more out with that. But yeah, I'd, I'd say have the confidence to ask, and just and but just have a load of self belief in yourself because you'll get loads of no's, of course. But all all you need is one yes, 100%. and you're in, and and that level, you know, from that you, you jump to your next one and so on. That's awesome advice. I th- I think personally, um, for any for anyone that's listening to this, I think it's been a great conversation. Um, actually, before we finish up, um, is there anything that you want to say to anyone that we haven't mentioned already? Oh, um, no, I think we've covered most things. But, but thank you uh, for the opportunity to talk to you. It's been lovely. No problem. It's been my pleasure, to be honest. Yeah, so for everyone um, listening to this, I, um, you should really take advice that she's um, giving you. Um, take a minute to reflect on your own life. I think it's the number one thing that I've taken from this. Um, make sure that your position actually makes sense and you actually know where you're going in. It's probably the second thing that I've taken from this as well. Um, But we'll probably have another conversation next week and thank you for listening.